Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Happiness in Humans. My name is Matt Phelan and today I am here with a returning Margot Slattery. How are you Margot? I'm great Matt, delighted to be here, thank you. And in, in Dublin today? Yeah, the sun is shining in Dublin. Uh, everything else is a bit dark but no, optimistic. Love it Margot. So um, Margot, you've introduced yourself to our audience before so if you want to hear Margot introduce herself please scroll back. But Margot, you you have a new job. It'll be since you were last on. Do you want to do you want to tell us what what where where you're working at the moment and what you're working on? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Matt. So I work for a, a Danish organisation called ISS, um, a large facilities management um, FM type company, and uh, we've about three hundred eighty thousand uh, colleagues around the world, and I'm their global head of DNI. Cool. So another small company for you, Margot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know me, I'm <laughs> sucker yeah. for punishment. Um, Margot, I know we've we have a lot. We've had a lot of Danish guests on here talking about Huga. I'll, I'll murder another Danish word, um, Ibis Gleba, I think, which is work happiness, um, and a, and a, and a few other amazing cultural insights from from Denmark. Um, obviously, it's a newish role for you. Does any of the the fact it's a Danish? You mentioned the fact it's a Danish business. Does any of that um, filter through into the culture, or is it so big now that you it's just a it's its own entity as a global organisation? No, I think um I think it really does filter into the culture. I mean, very fact that uh, our, we're headquartered in Denmark. You know, I know it would make sense, but not everyone's headquartered where they come from. Um, and that sort of sense of fairness and equality and that no one's better than anyone else. That's most definitely um, in, in, in the organization. And it's a pretty flat organization. So hierarchy is not such a thing. Um, yeah. You know, everyone works in just open plan. There's no restrictions between floors or levels, that sort of thing. Our CEO is at a desk in the middle of a floor, just like everybody yeah. else. And sits in the restaurant, so it's it feels and and you can you can actually touch it that way. So some people have Margot, like they have a, a traditional hierarchical hierarchical structure. I can't even speak at this time of the morning. But um, when you tell them about a structure, like I, I might pop pop in meet someone today, and I'll say, well, I, sp I spoke to Margot. She's got over three hundred thousand employees. They've they've got a flat structure there. Their worry is often that that hierarchy is replaced by chaos. Um, how how do you how do you avoid chaos or, or or is chaos a good thing? Like how how does it actually work without? How does a, a flat structure like that work? Um, I would say what I notice and what you know because obviously it took me a while and you're observing and understanding. I would say it's very much driven by process. So what mm. I do notice about the Danes that I work with certainly um, is that it's a very process driven company and there's a process for everything. You know, you don't go off and just start anything without having a process for it. Right. So everyone knows. And there's a there's a kind of a storage, even if it's a even if it's an idea or whatever that you're doing, uh, there's a product. You know, if we were working together and doing sort of joint initiative, maybe with customers, we'd have to have a product. So everything's yeah. got a kind of a place for it. So that's what helps. You know where to go and find yeah. things. Well, that's that's well, that's that's great insight. We need to do a follow up podcast just on that. Um, Happy to so, do so. So, Margot, we're this is a research interview um, for my new book, Code Name Freedom to Be Human, maybe even called the Happiness Index. Um, who knows? Who knows what it will end up? But um, we are talking about the eight themes of happiness and engagement um i'll 
Today, we're talking about a happiness theme. So a reminder for our listeners, the top four drivers of happiness are safety, relationships, freedom, and acknowledgement. They differ from person to person, but when you look at the global themes and control for local differences, the top in the top four is something that is just so important to every human being, which is acknowledgement. Um, and specifically today, we're going to talk about listened to. And um, for those that remember last time, Margot was one of the people who brought us into Sodexo to do a listening program there. We're now working with ISS in, in the UK on their listening program. Um, in terms, let's start at the top level, acknowledgement. Like, I always remember my dad talking about my granddad, who I never met, um, who who had a pub and he said like one of the things that his dad taught him is that when you come in to, when a when a customer comes into a pub the most important thing is that you give them a nod and acknowledge they're there and that makes them that makes them feel human that was like my first sort of like teaching of what acknowledgement is and from an that's from a customer perspective what 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 is acknowledgement from an employee perspective margot I think it's about being recognized. You know, it's um, somebody uh, coming into the building, the place you work, and exactly the same thing, nodding ahead, smiling. Maybe it's just put, giving you a hand wave, whatever, but it's actually recognizing you there. So it's being present in the moment with you. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm very passionate about it, Matt, because also I started as a frontline worker. I started my working life as a frontline worker on the floor. And I always knew what it felt like when somebody didn't acknowledge me. Mm. And I know what it's like when they do. Yeah. And there's a difference. It's so important. And another thing we observe in our data, Margot, is the acknowledgement area has one of the highest standard deviations. What What we interpret that to mean is the way that people want to be acknowledged differs greatly. So the way that we want to feel safe is the same. Like we don't want physical violence. We don't want to be bullied or all those. Um, hello. <laughs> uh, hi, Sarah. <laughs> so um, in terms of um, sorry, acknowledgement, is there any way that we can now that we're aware of that data that it might be slight the way that we want to be acknowledged might be slightly different to you Margot. is there any way that um we can apply that in the in the employee experience well i think um you know i'm bringing it to a very basic thing but i think first and foremost i go back to that piece about being present so you know acknowledging somebody and saying you know it's a bit like sort of and it's slightly different example but you know if if you see uh, send an email to somebody and you say hi and you just go into something you say hi how are you or whatever it's it's do you actually go that step further do you you know is it just sort of ticking a box or how yeah. deep do you go so i think that when we think about it in the employee recognition point or you know in our in our employee field it's about actually knowing somebody's name it's about you know as far as you can being as interactive as you can be yeah. and i'm not saying you suggest that everybody has to spend 10 minutes have chatting through the sort of yeah. days of the world but at least yeah. go hi matt how's it going yeah 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 so it's so important yeah, and the more somebody knows your name and looks you in the eye and acknowledges you, I think that's incredibly important. I mean, I remember very short sort of uh, story, but I remember being, you know, like a dishwasher, cleaner up, table washer in my early years. And, you know, God, how soul destroying it is when people just walk past you or just dump something yeah. on the table or don't at least give, give you the look of their in your eye. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a human. It, well, I was about to say it's a human thing, but I did watch a um, 
I did watch a, a sort of a scientific um, anal- a program about animals. It, it wasn't David Attenborough, but I'll try and put it in the show notes. The animals have exactly the same thing. Like if you actually spend enough time with animals, whether it's dogs, cats or whatever, they they have that acknowledgement piece that they need too. But we sort of, we see it as a human thing, but it, it really is, it, it's something that goes across the animal kingdom. So it's definitely it's something that's obviously in us. Um, I'll just share I got where I've got acknowledgement wrong before. Um, we was trying to share our mistakes here. Um, I remember trying to acknowledge one of our tech team and I acknowledged um, I acknowledged and recognised them publicly. What I realised that was a mistake because that that person was was definitely an introvert. Um, and what I, I was trying to do a good bit of acknowledgement and recognition because it's done a great job. What it did is it made them feel uncomfortable. Um, and what I learned from that, like that specific person, I should have just gone for a coffee with them. That's yeah. the acknowledgement they kind of wanted, like a bit of one-on-one time. Whereas I thought, okay, this would be good to recognise them publicly, but actually that that was a mistake. So I thought I'd just uh, share a mistake with our listeners there as well, Marco. <laughs> and I, I think we've all done that, Matt, you know, and, and again, probably what I've learned because I've had the same kind of things is that there are some people who are more open to a public recognition and there's some are less. So, you you know, and again, only by doing it the wrong way have I learned that I probably sometimes need to check with line managers or get a kind of a sense of the person. It's yeah. a bit similar with getting a gift for somebody, you know, yeah. you get a gift for somebody and you, you you think, oh, I'm doing a great thing and, you know, come and doing a public thing. And then you find out that the person didn't really like what that was. So, yeah. you know, it's the very fact that people are human. It's being human, isn't yeah. it? We had um, on the on the recognition episode, if anyone wants to, to click on that one, um, we had Simon Berry on who recounted in his first job. He was given he was given the old school golden watch and he's just anti bling and it was crazy because he was given a golden watch that golden watch that he didn't want. He was so embarrassed by it, he sold it. And then the company made it even worse because they found out he sold it and then they asked for it back. Cause they, <laughs> cause it didn't work in the way that they wanted it to like it. So really it was about them. It really wasn't about the person being yeah. recognized it was about their program, but it, we, I look, we, I, we, we laughed about it, but you, you can see the learning in that, can't you? Yeah. Thank God those kind of days are gone. I think. Yeah. But yeah. uh, it's like it's like um, you know, and again, just very short. But Sarah's just started a new job this week. Sarah, my wife, and uh, yeah. you know, she's just talked about how the the people taking time, the whole sort of somebody sitting with you, you know, somebody more than just a kind of showing you where the the, the where you put your coat. Yeah. It's the whole sense of you actually feel you belong in the building and and what that yeah. means. Getting your I, IP right, just the small things. Yeah, I remember when I remember going to Morocco. Uh, with my wife years ago like at in in the out back a little bit and arriving at a hotel and I've always thought this is just the best way to greet any hotel guest which is before you were even allowed to go up to the desk they sat you down and gave you a, like a cup of Moroccan tea and it just it was just a really good lesson because that's I just thought that's great isn't it because anyone anyone knew whether that's a new obviously we've got virtual starters now so we've got to find out be a bit more innovative but just sitting someone down and giving them a tea before they even get into the like the process of something because if you if you've traveled whether that be to a job interview or to your first day at work just sitting someone down and let because no matter how experienced and I'll, I'll ask you to share on this Margot like you'll start I says I'm guessing that you're a human being and you were nervous on your first day of course of course and yeah. I actually started during COVID okay 
but you know again i'd had that sort of a really good experience and it's maybe the danish who gave peace because you know yeah. literally i was in contact with my our chief people officer who was my line manager the whole ways along for weeks on end and they'd set up a really really good um you know a really good uh group of people that i was meeting and everybody who came on board was excellent so i kind of had that very warm feeling but it yeah. was strange and i yeah. mean the strangest thing of all was that when i actually went in person you know meeting people they were all taller than i thought because uh yes. you know in Danes, the, the, the it was mostly people in our headquarters but very very warm and you know i felt the sense of i was wanted and that being yeah. wanted was yeah. incredibly important it's massive isn't it and so that that brings us we're going to drill down now Mara, into the yep. to the listened bit um what why is listening to your employees important I think it's absolutely vital, uh, Matt, because we think we know what they want. We think we know what they what the right way forward. And most organizations, I think, are, are well-intentioned, particularly around things like, say, health and safety and psychological safety and setting up the right standards for our people. But we still don't understand our own bias. We're still not really aware enough of the things that can, can stop us. And, you know, it's the smallest little things. I've had so many times in my life just kind of going okay i didn't think about that so yeah. i think it's really important to listen to people get their feedback and and then to come back and say i heard what you said and maybe you can't do anything about what you're yeah. asked to but at least acknowledge that yeah and maybe last part about the listening just from that initial question i would say it's also the act of listening so it's the yeah. sense of that i feel i'm included you know yeah. by actually listening to me you it means something I'm feeling yeah. like I actually have a, have a place here. Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's so, it's so important because I work from home more now. My my wife fed back to me the other day that I'm better at listening to my employees than I am to my own wife, which was quite <laughs> cutting. But um, but I have to, I, I have taken it on, and I am trying to practice because it's not this stuff isn't just for work, Margot. This is this is this is for life. Presumably. Oh, I, I agree totally. I think the remote working. Uh, remote working from home flexible working also sort of draws on different skills for us all like I know that when I'm and I and I would have fed back that when I'm with our team and most people are in our headquarters in in Denmark and Copenhagen you know even the the two or three minutes before the call starts if the team are talking in Danish and they're all in the room I don't feel listened to so I've had to give a little bit of feedback and say and nobody has done that with bad intentions just everyone's yeah. coming in plugging in their things so one yeah. of the things my my boss has done is and I know it's probably out there with many is everybody's to put on their own laptop and look into their computer and that sort of thing so that we're seeing each other's faces yeah. um just for the sense of connection for me yeah so it's yeah it's, it's such a good point and when you had that feeling that you wanted to give that feedback, because I do this sometimes, like I want, I want to give the feedback, but then sort of life moves on, and then I haven't like grasped the moment, mm. and then the same thing recurs, and then I kind of get annoyed at myself. I think, oh, why? Because because feedback is timely. If you sort of give it six months later, it's just out of context, isn't it? Like if someone's listening, like what 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 made you go from having the feeling because loads of people have the feeling that they should feedback and often they have the work lucky to work somewhere where they feel confident to do it but they don't actually how do you make sure you turn it into action margot 
Yeah, I tend to work a lot on instinct, Matt. This is just mm. me. So I kind of see if something happens, I get I feel it's a bit like an itch. If it's itching on day two, then I yeah. then I then I then I scratch that itch, so to speak. Yeah. And I follow yeah. up. If it's gone by the next day, I kind of go, okay. And if it happens a second time into the future, then I kind of go, okay, I need to listen to it again. So that's kind of yeah. my barometer because, I like that. you know, you need a breathing space. It's a bit like sort of when we get an email or somebody says something to us and our first reaction is a bit negative. <laughs> I often, I have to go away yeah. sometimes and take a little bit of space or just chat to someone about somebody else about it and say, do you think I'm being reasonable here? And yeah. sometimes somebody will say, no, maybe you'd need to kind of chill a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm for those that can't see me. I'm smiling because I th and I think all our listeners are smiling as well because we've all done that. That's the most yeah. human thing, isn't it? You can because no, when someone sends you an email, nobody knows what's happening in your day or where you are or, or or the context at all. But I love the advice that if you really feel it that first time and you instinctively feel it feedback, but if you have forgotten about it by the next day, then it probably wasn't that important anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Matt, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to sort of move towards the last couple of quick questions because I know we're short for time. What happens if you don't listen to your employees? What's the what's the downside, Mario? God, I think there's a lot, Matt. I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, I think people become disengaged. I think people don't feel included. Uh, then you, you usually end up rolling out something or sending something out and it's flawed because you haven't had the employee input part. Um, yeah. And do people feel connected with it? Probably not, because I've been through all of those stages. It's a bit like sort of the Kubler-Ross model around grief and 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 coming yeah. through. You know, you you first feel agitated, then annoyed, and maybe in the end you 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 accept something, but does it actually mean that you're really truly happy about it? No. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of downsides, and we need to be hugely conscious of it, and more yeah. so I think than ever right at this moment in time. Yeah. I, I, we've, I'll share it in the notes when we've done an updated sort of neuroscience version of the Kubler-Ross. When I say I and we, I mean Clive Highland, yeah, who, yeah, who you yeah. Margo. Um, I think about it every day. I think about how one of the other parts of engagement is information flow. And like um, we had Stephen Bianchi on a HR director. He was talking about like too much information is like blows people's brains. Too little makes people feel unsure. And I, I always think about like how important it is to get the information out to let people go through so then they can feedback and 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 so on but what the last just from the usual point on you mentioned there you don't necessarily always have to agree with someone but you do need to listen to them is there a skill in getting that right isn't it because if you're a C, if you're the ceo of your organization you've got hundred thousands of employees so in the uk you'll use the happiness index you'll you'll listen to your employees um you obviously mentioned that you need to acknowledge them, but you, if you took a hundred thousand opinions in, it's very difficult then to navigate your way forward. So how, if you could just give us a little bit of advice on how you listen, how you acknowledge, um, but then you, how you still move forward as a, as a CEO. Yeah, I think three quick ones on that, Matt. First and foremost, it's when you when you get the feedback back or the listening, you know, when you get the information, it's to kind of try and understand, are there common threads? And so yeah. are there kind of areas that we see a lot, then how high are those or how low are those? So is that one person or is that 10 people saying something? So straight away, if I've got that kind of, um, if I've got that measurement that tells me something, then I think it's about coming back 
you know, and I always sort of try to treat people as I as I would like to be treated myself. It's about yeah. coming back and saying to somebody, this is what you said, here's what we've done, and here's what we're intending to do. And, you know, again, do you have a feedback on that? And then the third part is acknowledging that you've been able to, you know, you've been able to do something about, say, maybe the, the higher level, because that one has come up more times, but saying, but we did know so-and-so said this, and we'll keep a, a watching brief on that or whatever. So yeah. never totally ignoring something. Now, obviously, if there's, you know, just like sort of social media and everything else, if there's people being, you know, coming back with stuff that really isn't, you know, isn't maybe perhaps healthy then you've yeah. got to be careful that you don't give that airtime as well. So there's a balance. Um, oh, yeah. And maybe my last comment is, and it's something my wife says to me all the time is, you know, um, simplicity is expensive because you've got to come back with something that, you know, boils it down to what is the key message you want to get out and what's the key. Yeah. And that takes time. And you have to take all the complexity and try to weave it into something that people feel, okay, I hear, I hear myself said in that. Yeah. Wow, Margot, time is up. I've learned so much today. We've both mentioned our wives twice so i think this for me that tells me that as a thank you for coming on we should take them both out for dinner so let's try and um let's try and arrange that margo in in dublin or or london or maybe copenhagen that would i'd love it matt <laughs> take care and talk Thanks, to you soon. bye bye thank you bye bye, bye.